from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Tuck it all through the hour number three. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Carlos and Bill George. Carlos filling in for Jonathan today. If you go check out our Facebook page, uh, he put a nice little post up there of the young lady sitting in the blind uh, up there. I don't know how cold it is up there. 56 this morning out here, so I'm sure it's 40-ish up there. Oh, I'm sure. Up in Bluntstown, so they're up there in the uh, in the blind trying to uh, get out there and get her done today. So he's up there doing some hunts. And uh looks like she's got herself a nice BAR mounted up there on the old shooting sticks ready to go. Mm. Looking pretty good. Uh, we talked about it last hour and the hour before that. Yes, we will be giving away a family four-pack of tickets for tonight's Supercross out at the uh, Raymond James Stadium. It's a monster energy jobber going on. Uh, the the caveat to that is, of course, you have to come and get them. I'll give you an hour or so to get here to get them if you want to come pick them up at the radio station or if you are out in uh, uh, Polk County or uh, Hillsborough County or Yeehaw Junction listening. Uh, you'll have to make it to G5 Feeding Outdoors to pick up the tickets. So let's go ahead and do that now so that we we'll give you plenty of time to get here if you're going to get here. 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010, caller number 10 will win themselves a family four-pack of tickets to tonight's Supercross at Raymond James Stadium. It's the Monster Energy Jobber, so if and, you want them, call now. And if you get through and you're not caller 10, you call right back and try again. Yeah, hang That's, up and call yep, back. Yep. That's all you got to do. 888 Oh, the boards are lighting up. Uh, Diego is in the uh, next room, and uh, caller 10 will uh, get your uh, info and a phone number and just let him know if you're going to come here now. To get them, or you're going to meet me over at G5 after uh, 12 o'clock to get them there. So, okay? Sound good? Sounds sure. good. 888 <clears throat> There you go. Uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit. Uh, you know, was it a week or so ago we talked? No, it was a couple weeks ago we were talking about the the state of Missouri, you know, uh, discouraging and uh, telling everybody to stop going out and killing pigs because they got this. Yeah. I got this. So they want uh, the agencies in cooperation with the uh, uh, government agencies. What was the one? Food and Drug and, I mean, everybody else. I mean, everybody. NWTF. You know, they were all involved in this, you know, that, no, 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 we got this. We got it. So this past week, uh, you know, their big plan was to get up there with helicopters. I guess they saw how successful the pig man, you know, buying Karaka has been up there doing. I thought, well, we'll just get up there with helicopters. That way we could just spot them and knock them off one at a time and chase them all over God's creation and kill them all in a week. That's what they need to do is get Brian to go up there and, and Uncle Ted, Ted Nugent. And yeah, get up there. They'll mow them down, man. Well, the USDA, I wonder how much this costs taxpayers. The USDA helicopter fired it up, went out there, put up their little snipers, got on the... Uh, Little uh, egg beater helicopter that they have went out to the Paddy Creek Wilderness area last week, <clears throat> loaded up, ready for bear. Helicopter takes off, and uh, the results are 
Zero. Zero hogs killed. They they were perfect. They get it. Zero. They've eradicated the population. Zero hogs killed. (laughs) And I and I love this. Now I'm gonna read this whole little segment of this story because this actually made their their local paper there paper there. It said the operation last week to shoot feral hogs from a helicopter at Paddy Creek and Hercules Glades Wilderness Area resulted in zero hogs being killed. No feral hogs or signs on the ground of feral hogs were spotted by the aerial gunning crew (laughs) that flew over Paddy Creek Wilderness Area. Well, that's that's at least better than we saw 100 and we got zero. I thought maybe they missed them all. They saw none. Both popular hiking areas were closed off to the general public and to all visitors during the days when the helicopter gunning was to take place. Wait, wait. Did you say days? Days. So they flew for days and didn't see one. Helicopter hunts usually take place during the winter months, but in lack of leaves on the trees make it easier to spot for hogs from the air. So... You know, that's why they're doing it. How'd they see th- that they didn't see any sign? Are they just I, looking for rooting up? I, I, you're not gonna see, know. I don't know. see tracks or anything from up that high. This gentleman uh, who they re- referred to as Davis with the USDA APHIS, that's the Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service. Oh, boy. Gunner, he was one of the gunners. A guy from the USDA was one of the gunners was using a 12-gauge shotgun to target the hogs, which how? were left on the ground if successfully killed. <laughs> Listen, how far <laughs> do you think they're exactly. going to be away from a hog? Yeah, they yeah. better be flying like, you know, 50 feet high. <laughs> this, is how, feet high. this is how asinine these people are. It's the USDA. That's some a guy, little harsh. It's some guy out there who was now a gunner. They didn't even get, you know, snipers or... <laughs> Uh, you know, law enforcement sharpshooters or anybody like that. No, maybe maybe hey. he's never even shot a gun. Listen, no. they hand him a shotgun what and about, say, "What Kill about hogs. the environmental impact of them putting all those plastic hulls everywhere?" Uh, they de- they declared. <laughs> it said uh, the USDA AHPIS was targeting wilderness and other hard to access areas with a helicopter in Paddy Creek and Hercules Glade. Davis said in an email they did not uh, they'd not flown Paddy Creek before and had flown Hercules in the past one time. Uh, said it cost here's the cost now. Oh boy. <laughs> Let me hear this. Now remember this, ladies and gentlemen. This is a guy from the USDA in a helicopter owned by the USDA who has a twelve gauge shotgun. Who's trying to shoot hogs from the air unsuccessfully, by the way, because they didn't see any. And this cost taxpayers, federal and state, but I'm saying USDA, that's a federal, $600 per hour to fly the hog for hunting two missions. Days. And they flew for days. How many? They flew for days. They flew for days. So they, didn't, although, put, they didn't put a total? No, they didn't. Here's, here's how they make the story. This is how they make it sound good. Although last week's aerial hunt resulted in no hogs being killed, Davis said the helicopter teams have been successful elsewhere in Missouri. In December, helicopter hunters killed 472 feral hogs at the Johnson shut-ins Tromsalk area in eastern Missouri. 
56 hogs in the Fort Leonard Wood area and eight hogs in the Oregon County area, according to Mr. Davis. So in January, the killers killed 346 feral hogs in the Mingo National Wildlife Refuge Duck Creek Conservation Area and 20 feral hogs in the Robbie Spring Creek area. Sad to say that if I added up those numbers, which are pretty quickly, we're at what? 20, that's 4, 5, 6, 366, 407. So less than about 2,000 pigs have been taken out of there in those times. I can and guarantee what was their you. estimate, population estimate? Do you remember? It was less than a million. It was like somewhere. It was a large number. It was like 500,000 maybe somewhere around. Same number as Florida. That's a stupid thing. Which you know is grossly inadequate. Inadequate. <laughs> inadequate, inaccurate. There we I go. I was trying to say inadequate and inaccurate. Yeah, that, that's the three Mountain Dews right there. Exactly. So you think about it, 2,000 hogs in, what, three months, December, January, and uh, that's about it. Not, no, well, they did one more mission and they didn't get anything or they got something. I can almost guarantee you that 2,000 hogs probably get taken out of the state of Florida and in a day. In a, over a weekend. Yep. Uh, across the entire state of Florida. For they sure. They are not sure. gaining much ground. No, and they took it out of the hands of the hunters and gave it into the USDA in an egg beater helicopter with a 12-gauge shotgun. Yeah, and they said they found no sign. Put us down there. You'll, we'll find some trees where they were where they were rubbing mud Obviously, or tracks or scat or something. We'll they're find there the for sign. a reason because otherwise somebody said, I saw pigs there or something. Yeah, hair on a fence, <clears throat> something. We'll find something. But that's how successful they are, and that's your tax dollars hard at work. They got it. Killing hogs. We got this. With the USDA. What if they inspect them and give them a little stamp after they kill them? Maybe the slug has an imprint of the stamp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, bud. It's uh, got a notary public uh, notary's thing Boom. on the back. With the right, gunner's we're, name. We're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And Brandon Ford, I suppose we got a winner. And we'll hear more about it when we come back from break. We'll see you in just a minute or two. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much for getting out and listening to us this morning. We appreciate it for sure. We got to say congratulations to Ed. He said he uh, wanted to come and get the tickets. He's going to meet me over at G5 and going to pick up the tickets and uh, head over with his family and friends and go have a good time tonight at the uh, Monster Jam Supercross at Raymond James Stadium. Congrats. Congratulations. uh, Valentine's. Awesome. Probably. That would be a good uh, Valentine's Day thing. You did something last night for your lady friend. Now you can do something for the guy. Awesome. Go sit there and watch a bunch of crazy guys on motorcycles. Hey. Congrats, Eddie. There are ladies that like it. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. It's all good. Uh, This I I couldn't help it, but uh, I'm reading the Springfield News Leader. It's a newspaper, I guess, they have in Springfield, Missouri. And the amount of... uh, Stories that they have on their newspaper about the hog problem uh, is something that they've kind of 
Uh, I, do you say blown out of proportion? Because, I mean, they make it literally sound like it's the end of the world for just about every bit of everything when it comes to the state of, of well, Missouri. Well, it will be the end of the world the way they're trying to approach it. Yeah, I, I, it will be. And uh, I know that there's a story on there about there we're trying to change some uh, rules and regs for the uh, upcoming spring turkey season that maybe if you saw a turkey, I mean, uh, saw a hog while you were out turkey hunting, then you could legally shoot it and kill it, which I thought was kind of a strange turnaround from, what, three weeks ago or so where they were like, nope, nope, don't shoot them, don't do it, we got this. To now, well, maybe uh, the helicopter thing's not working out so well. So <laughs> uh, it's, co- it's costing a lot of money and no results. They said 600 bucks an hour to fly that helicopter, and I know that that right there alone it cannot be truthful because I, Ave Gas alone, the gasoline to run that thing for an hour no, is no, almost no, no. 600 bucks. That's, that's, that's what they cost to operate it. That's not what it cost them to have the helicopter. Yeah, you got to pay the the driver and the gunner. USDA and guy, yeah, they okay. got all the people there. The guy who pulls up in the truck to drag the carcasses away and all that other stuff. Drag so, the carcasses away? They just said it was the story said they were going to let them lay. Yeah, well, you know, I, I guess fire ants have got to eat too. I guess, but yeah. They don't need to be attracting fire ants up there, too. Well, there was another story on here where this gentleman, uh, the headline is, Hog hung next to no hunting sign, sends message loud and clear. And uh, for Dan Hooper, or Hopper, the dead feral hog he found tied to a tree sent a message loud and clear. The hog was hung next to a U.S. Forest Service sign declaring a ban on federal on feral hog hunting in the Mark Twain National Forest. I was just going down the road and saw this hog hanging on a tree under the sign that uh, it's kind of uh, impresses the sentiment of folks around here and me too. Well, let me tell you. I I remember the story, and I've told it before, about the people who asked about going hog hunting down here on a farmer's land, and they said no. So every hog those Got kids caught after that, got dumped on that farmer's land. Well, this one here, this is a <laughs> national forest. And so they're saying uh, many are opposed to the Forest Service recent change that bans feral hog hunting in Mark Twain National Forest, except during turkey and deer seasons where hogs can be shot if they happen to be seen by hunters. Uh, the man who lives on a private land bordering on three sides of the Mark Twain National Forest said it was Misty and raining when he took the photo of the hanging hog. He says he didn't kill it. I couldn't tell if it had been shot, but I'd say somebody did shoot it, and it didn't have any broken bones like it was hit by a car or anything. So he, somebody hung about a 90-pounder there next to the <laughs> no hunting sign there. Uh, on I the, just think hog, broken bones, Diego trying to pull that pig. Uh, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> We got we got Tom uh, we got Tom on the phone this morning. Good morning, Tom. How are you, Tom? Tom, Tom. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can yep. hear you. I'm here. Hey, how's it going? How's it going with you? What's up? Well, you know this uh, this whole Missouri the the rules they're putting on on the hogs are are kind of silly. Uh, you, you know, I've got a farm out there in southern Missouri, and you know I've been hunting hogs in Florida. For my for a good part of my life, you know, I've had hogs. They say that you know when you shoot the hogs that it breaks up the sounder and it and it uh, it want, and it helps spread the hogs. 
you know, that's a bunch of bull hockey. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've shot hogs and then their buddies run off and then they come back to, and step over the bodies of their dead brothers and sisters trying to get back to the corn. So, yeah. you know, the state of Missouri, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly what their angle is, whether they want to uh, to start selling, you know, licenses to, you know, hunt hogs in the when it's not deer or turkey season or what their angle is. But there's something other than controlling the population of the hogs, because if you look at Texas, they've been trapping them, shooting them, poisoning them, blowing them up, and they can't get in front of the problem. And if Missouri thinks that by trapping on private and public lands that they're going to get ahead of the hog uh, tidal wave, I don't know who their biologists are that are advising them. Yeah, it's pretty bad. When, when the guy who actually took the picture and uh, this story was about, he uh, lives right there near the land, and he's actually caught about uh, two dozen hogs in a trap, and he's been trapping them. He said when the uh, USDA came out and put their traps out there, um, out of the fifty-eight, out of the fifty-four hogs that were caught on that land by Mister Hooper and the USDA, Mister Hooper caught all but four of them. Four of them were caught by right. the USDA trap. And by yeah. the way, if you get caught hunting hogs in the forest up there, it's a five thousand dollar fine. Five thousand yeah. bucks to help eradicate yeah. the problem. They're going to charge you five grand. Exactly. Exactly. Now, luckily, well, my, uh, you know, and one of the things you have to kind of look at is the, the layout of Missouri. Southern Missouri, you know, as far as, uh, as, far as agriculture, it's mostly uh, cattle farms. The, the further north you go, the more row crops you get. So in the area that I, I'm at, um, we, we do, I do catch, uh, you know, you know the occasional groups of hogs on the, on the game cameras. But it's nothing like, uh, you know, the, as you move north, the, hog, the hogs with the crops get a little bit more, uh, more of an issue because, you know, a mine, my problem is more transient. They come through when they're, when they're moving from one area to the next, but they don't hang around and destroy my food plots yeah. and do, you know, major damage. Now, we do have a couple of resident boars that I get on camera quite frequently that, we're, that you know, we're trying to uh, get an arrow or a, or a bullet into because they are, they are true trophy animals <laughs> but uh you know the you know they don't get uh that big by being stupid that is true well you know and what's weird about also in missouri and you know this as well as i do the mark twain national forest is not just one big area nope. it's actually broken up in certain areas up in the mountainy areas of southern missouri and i always thought it was kind of funny that that was the one area of missouri where they would like they would never issue doe tags there was like the in the around the area of the Mark Twain, they would always those counties would be off limits for for shooting does. So I don't know if yeah. those are the same people that had this great hog idea or the same people that were managing the deer population, but they were did a crappy job of that as well down in that area. It's you know it's it's one of those things that luckily where where I'm at in Missouri, uh, I have un, un, uh, the ability to purchase unlimited doe tags during archery season. And then I can uh, uh, get uh, two doe tags during uh, rifle season. So we do, and, and my place, uh, a doe hunt on my farm is 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we uh, because of the way we have managed on my 800 acres, I've got no shortage. I got no shortage of deer and knock on wood, uh, we don't have a hog problem. Is this Tom F.? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. All 
How did you not yes, know sir. who that was? I was just waiting, <laughs> man. I was listening. I was listening, man. What's your problem? I do have a quick question. Up there with the, them putting the ban on hunting, but they're not controlling that on private lands at all. So you no, can on, still... private, on, private la- on private land, especially at my place, if you're hunting deer or turkey and you see a hog, it turns into a hog hunt. Um, same thing with same thing with coyotes. Uh, you know, we shoot. We'll shoot everyone we see. Okay, uh, I, I know, like that anything, management plan. Anything, anything that will eat a fawn or a nest of turkey eggs uh, or a turkey uh, gets a target drawn on it. Oh, that means okay. the the raccoons too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, trust me. We we go we go we uh, we we go uh, hard uh, running trap lines uh, during trapping season to knock back. Uh, our raccoons. Oh, you need to do and, like a guy's weekend, and we'll knock out some yeah. stuff. Well, yeah, you know, and, uh, I, I want to do. You know, I know that you're. Uh, you know, you have a vested interest in in what's going on in Missouri, but uh, you know, this picture of this hog taken next to the no hunting sign. I just wanted to read you the the Forest Service response to this article when it was put out there, and listen to the words that they actually used to describe this event. It said in an email. It said our goal is total elimination of feral hogs from the Mark Twain National Forest. And we can only guess as to what the message was that this person who hung the dead feral hog from a tree wanted to convey. There are many with other opinions, and we cannot say that this misguided individual was thinking. We hope it wasn't threatening in any way in a gesture that could be seen as that. The incident is under investigation. This photo does not demonstrate some of the... Wait. This photo does demonstrate some of the challenges... The personnel can face while trying to effectively do their jobs and the length at which misguided individuals will go to interrupt operations. Oh, boy. So well, you doing their job for them is somehow yeah. interrupting their operations. Well, the, my, some of my neighbors in Missouri, you know, they, they can trace their lineage. You know, we, we think they were probably sprung up out of the ground because they, they and their families have been there so long. And most of them have probably never left, you know, the, the five-county radius media, immediately around their homestead. And uh, I will tell you this, they do not take kindly to anyone, especially the government, trying to tell them how to live their lives when it comes to hunting and fishing and everything else. Yeah, so let's, good, I got, lu- good, yeah. good luck. Good yeah. luck, Missouri State government. Yeah, I got two words for those guys. Jesse James. <laughs> Tom, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. We got to take a hard break. Hey, have a good one, guys. All right, go enjoy your weekend, man. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Let's get going. Welcome back to uh, Hot Chocolate Talk on the Big and Wild Outdoors. Is it, good. is it too cold outside for you there, Bill George, Pennsylvania native? Ebony magazine. <laughs> you sitting out there, uh, had to go get you some hot chocolate? You got your yeah. toes getting a little uh, chilly over there? What's the deal, man? It's that uh, Hawaiian shirt, man. It's too silky smooth, man. Doesn't yeah. give you enough coverage. I'm out of tea. Oh, is that what it is? Oh. Well, that's quite a jump. You could drink tea water. to hot chocolate. Drink water. Well, I almost made a thing of hot tea, but I thought that would take just a little bit longer. So, microwave. 
Just let no, it. No, it comes out. The water comes out hot. It well, just, then there you go. What's you got to dip the tea bag and no, you know, oh, you let yeah. it steep for five minutes into the world. Got to let it seep for a while. Whatever. He's going to make the hot one chocolate. break and get it the next. Make it the hot chocolate. No, bring it with you and just leave it on the table, and drink it in six minutes. You could do that. Uh, don't forget today, Kids in the Outdoor event happening out of G5. It's going to be rolling on down from 10 until 2. We uh, want you to all come on out there and have a great time. Uh, everybody, all ages, are welcome to go. They're going to have hot dogs and hamburgers, and uh, FWC is going to be there with their boats and law enforcement, marine biologist people. There's going to be all kinds of stuff for the kids to look at. Uh, they're going to have archery out there. They're going to have a casting contest. There's a, a knife-making seminar, a little class going on with uh, case pocket knives where you can uh, build your own pocket knife. They're going to have two little classes for that. They ask for a $5 donation on that, and all that money goes to the local Ducks Unlimited chapter. So it's a good time. Come out and do a little shopping. Come out and enjoy the beautiful day and uh, have fun. Just stay away from the pond. <laughs> Shut up, Bill George. <laughs> stay away from the pond. No, all I could think of is – Competing in the casting contest, but but Carlos didn't bring his rod, so you know how am I going to win? Because I always beat him with his his uh, shotgun. Shock, well, you might you're not going to beat me with the rod. I'll tell you that right oh, now. Oh, no, that's true. He's got I've, many more years I've on the got old uh, seven bass and a half tournament. Years of bass fishing under my belt, man. Can you yeah, still flip it and beat, jig it like you no, used to? No, I've seen him try and cast a treble hook. He can't do it. No, I can. You're just always barking <laughs> orders on the boat. <laughs> he gets all freaked out. The only time you ever see Bill George freak out is when he's on the boat gator hunting. He's 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 not as fluid. I, I, I give a few instructions. Yeah, you give more than a few instructions. It's on video. I don't I've never been out uh never been gator hunting with uh, Bill George. Well, we're gonna have to take you out then because I don't know. After the whole uh Yeti cooler incident, I am pretty I'm pretty much good yeah, for Yeah, that Yeti cooler did a number on him, man. That's the WWF champion right there, man. <laughs> that Yeti cooler. He's got a big old scar, man. That's not you a know, Harry Potter scar listen, on his forehead. That's, that's I he earned it. This, he earned it. I only have this scar for one reason. You know what that reason is? Uh huh. What is it? Gator hunting and refusing to go no. to the emergency room. Refusing. This happened pre-dawn. Dude, it looks like you have another here. eyebrow. But <laughs> but this is the thing: is if I would have stopped and gone and gotten t- taken care of, no, I didn't. We patched it up on the boat with electrical tape, misaligned it. Well, yeah, with electrical tape and, and and pants leg cut off, wrapped around the head, some little electrical tape. And we were we didn't make it to the ER until like noon. You're a mess. Because you got priorities, man. Yeah, you look like a yeti, an actual abominable snowman so. hit you in the forehead. I don't. Yeah, I don't even <laughs> notice it anymore. It's a little character. Doesn't I don't even notice it hey, anymore. No, I did that, notice it. All that, that matters is Susie likes it. Yeah, she thinks it's sexy. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, kids in the outdoor today, uh, open to all ages, fun for the entire family. It's from ten until two. They're going to have target shooting, casting contest, boats and rescue vehicles on display, all kinds of games, burgers and hot dogs, archery demonstrations, uh, FWC officers, marine biologists, and outdoor experts. And uh, don't forget the build a knife, build a case knife thing going on. That's at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. It's going to be happening out there. Sounds and, like a good day. And then next weekend, 
Woo! Next weekend, uh, are you going to be here next weekend, or are you yes. going to be up in Trailer Hatchie still? No, I'll be back. I'll be That's there. That's Wednesday, Thursday. Are you going to be there? Yeah, I'll be there, too. Okay, so next weekend is the uh, Spring Gobbler event that's happening from 10 until 2. And they're going to be giving away a Savage Single Shot 410. That's the model 301 Single Shot Camo Shotgun 410. And the number 9 a Tungsten Steel 3-inch shot with it. I think that's going to be a yo-yo day. <laughs> I'll wait. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. be... We'll start off at Countryside Baptist Church. Well, that we are going to be there. Then I'm going to go to G5. <clears throat> then I'll go back to eat some more. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come back to G5. So I'm going to kind of be going yo-yoing back and forth between G5 and the the Wild Game Cookout. That's yeah. right. We are going to be broadcasting uh, next weekend from the uh, Wild Game Dinner, uh, Countryside Baptist Church in uh, Valrico, right? Valrico? Valrico. Yeah, Valrico area. Uh, we've done it for... A thousand years, and uh, we don't want to miss out on it. And uh, I'll probably be doing the same thing as Bill George, because I'm going to go over to the G5 for a while too, and go to the Turkey Delio, and then hopefully scoop back over there. Yeah, I'll probably do the show that morning, like I always do. I didn't do it last year, but <clears throat> if I can get back over there uh, just as uh, the event ends at around two o'clock, uh, scoop back over to Countryside over there and uh, fill yeah. up on some of Glenn Kinman's uh, fried fish, fish over there and hush puppies. Oh my gosh, they have a little bit of everything there. As long as they got squirrel and rice when we get there, my daughter will be happy for the whole entire day. I heard that squirrel and rice was in good shape. Are you sure? That's what That's I hear. That's good. I was going to contribute some, but it didn't. It went sideways. Uh, do, you, do we yeah. know anything special? We always find out what, what's in the Mountain Man stew every year when we go. It's always a big surprise. I think uh, one year we had bear, we had mountain lion, we had beaver, uh, wild hog, uh, what was the other one? Might be Nutria this year. Could be. I don't know. Nutria, Burmese pythons. That would be uh, awesome. Some, some iguana. Very flaky, like that. flaky yep. meat. That'd be all right. Yeah. I, I would go there. The beaver, like I said, uh, when I tried it, survival food, yes. Oh, it's that. Table that, table fare that's on the, a That's monthly. the category, survival. Yeah, yeah, survival food, I'm all good. It's, I'll, I'll take it. But I like that. <laughs> that's funny. We, we're going to have to turn around. I'm, I'm working... Carlos and I go down on one of those iguana hunts. Then we come back and we'll have some yep. iguana cooking. We got to get with Brian Wood. I, I called him and we just couldn't get hooked up. Are you doing it. pellet rifles or what are they? They can't use. So I'll use a guitar, whatever you give me, like El Gabon, <laughs> whatever, a tennis racket. You just give me something, bro. I'll take the I'm hockey gonna, stick I'm for the I'm win. Gonna crack one of those things upside the head. <laughs> <clears throat> if, if there's any left, hopefully, if this cold front keeps pushing them, they'll keep falling out of the trees and. Yeah. Make it easier for no. them to uh, to pick them up off the ground or whatever. There's a bunch of guys posting on on YouTube that there's a lot of people taking iguanas. I don't think you can use firearms per se. I mean, no, it's pellet. You rifles. can you, pellet no, you can use a firearm depending on where you're at. Just like anything else, you have to be legal to discharge a firearm there. I don't recommend going down the canal shooting on people's private properties with a firearm. That'll get you arrested. But if you use like a CB cap or a uh, below uh, no, 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 no. subsonic they jobber. Don't, they don't make a distinction between discharging a firearm on somebody else's property with what caliber it is. Here's what's funny about that. You go buy some subsonic rounds. And they're actually slower 
than the pellet and BB gun <laughs> BB gun rifles. Yeah. They're only like 780 feet per second, whereas you my, know you yeah, go get my, a gamo and it's 1200 feet per yeah, second. It's my, faster than a 22. Or my a RWS long, is a 1200 feet per second. They got them yeah. 1600 and 2500 feet per second now, dude. Yep. And they're, I mean that's that's faster than a 22 rifle. Yep. And they're worried about what? And and, and here's the thing: they're just as loud. The gamos, oh, loud. the gamos yeah. and stuff. You know, they have yeah. the suppressors on them and all that stuff. And they're when, they're when just I, as loud. When yeah. I first started to deal with the squirrel issue, I had that one year. I took a pellet gun out there, one of those break open, load a pellet in there, and I'd shoot that thing, and pond birds would squawk two hundred yards away. No, well, they are loud. Okay? Mine's loud, and and it just bothered them. But when I would shoot the twenty-two, I wasn't. I was either doing shorts out of the single shots, or I was actually doing a long rifle with a heavy bullet and getting subsonic. And those nothing was bothered by that. That's, That's weird. That single pop, you know. And the nice thing is, with the ten twenty-two with the heavy bullets, it would cycle it. And I would actually make less noise disturbing stuff with the semi-auto than if I shot it with the short and then I had to work that bolt. I'd make more noise and racket moving that bolt than the crack of the shot. So are you using those Calibre uh, heavy where it's like the big long bullet that's sticking out of a uh, long yeah, uh, it's, around, it's a heavy yeah. long. Yeah, yeah, they're like 68 grain. <laughs> hey, yeah, those guys are like heavy. Yeah. Called it, South American Sniper Rounds? Hey, it works. And as Carlos can tell you, it's devastating on a squirrel. Well, oh, you dude, know, I was just like head, a 45. I was headshotting all of them, and that thing is dead on, man. And nothing nothing got scared. And now what's funny is you'd have to have a federal stamp to put a suppressor on that one, but you could put a suppressor on a pellet rifle that goes over 1,200 feet per second, and you don't need anything for that. Correct. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, that's our government at work. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We'll tell you about the Spring Gobbler event when we come back. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Hang in there. We'll be back. It's not that long. Everybody, it is the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Carlos, Bill George, new guy with the loud music on the other side of the glass. That'd be John. So, if you want to call and complain, eight 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 four zero four ten ten. You can go ahead and call and talk to him. He can't. He can't hear us. He doesn't have headphones on, so he doesn't know. Good. <laughs> Why are you looking at him? Let's see. He's over there learning. So he don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> he's after like, all he's your like going. I don't know what they're saying over there. They don't know what Hey, if you want to hunt in Paris, you call Ovini. O V I N I. Who's he? Expeditions. Who's Ovini? Oh, look, Google. Who's Ovini? They're awesome, man. Who are they? He takes you all over the world. Is that your boy? Hey. No. Is he associated no, with you? No, I boy? just watch it. I watch his yeah. uh, expeditions. That's, what's your guy's name that's uh, doing the hunts down South America you went out hanging in with? 
Tony Caggiano. Tony Caggiano. Yeah, he's no. big time though now. Yeah, but he's big time, so it's not him. He's not hanging out with Ovini. I don't know. I don't know if he knows him. I don't know. You're not helping me none. Whatever. John John was taking that last break on the board. Let's see if Diego remembers to turn the pot back down. Which pot? <laughs> the what? one that he didn't uh, put down last time. Leave him Why alone. He's going to be stuff, man. Why are you bringing up old stuff? You got to leave him alone. <laughs> did you hear the part that's where That's what it That's hear... what he loves to do. He loves to bring up old stuff all the time. You know that. Did you hear I the part I got some Carlos stories that <laughs> This will be try number four. Hey, Braden, you got to give us a chance to talk, man. Did you hear the part where we're going to be broadcasting out at the uh, Countryside Baptist Church next weekend? We're not going to be in the studio? Yeah, I heard that. Okay. You, you, you realize that means get your own breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan that's, that's won't be here. Yeah, yeah don't sleep breakfast. here. Bill George won't be here. Yeah, you'll all be, uh, you'll be on your own. You'll be you and the vending machine. Maybe one of these guys will join me. Get Carlo. Uh, Kyle's got money, man. He's a big old friend of Travis Daly, man. Travis got money coming out of everything, man. He's all good. Kyle will go in there and go, hey, man, I need 100 bucks to feed uh, feed uh, Jorge and uh, the boys uh, next weekend. He knows Shriner, too. Oh, Shriner. Yeah, well, he spent all of his money on motorcycle crap, so he ain't got no money. Yeah. <laughs> he got no money. No, well, no, he saves on all that shaving stuff. No. <laughs> he, st- he still does his legs. Come on. Uh, How you know that? I don't know. He, you didn't see the email? No. Okay. Spring Gobbler events happening next weekend out of G5 Feeding Outdoors. And as I just learned, our lovely uh, man on the hour, the man uh, too sweet to be sour, Steve Austin, is also going to be there. Ooh. I guess he's going to be there with uh, WQYK. So uh, it's going to be a big time good event. And as I said, they're going to be giving away a shotgun. Uh, we're going to have the... Uh, Exquisite call makers right there on site. The guys that you know so well, Chris Graham, Rick Felita, Kevin Vaughn, and uh, Mark Hughes. Uh, they were out at the Turkey Extravaganza uh, a couple of weekends the ago. True Heart Ranch. That True Heart that we went to and had a great time there. Uh, handmade turkey calls are going to be right there on sale as well as uh, production type stuff. And if you need some instruction on how to do it and do it you know, a little bit better than maybe you're doing it now, uh, they'll all be there, ready to help out. William Sullivan's going to be out there hanging out. Carlos is going to be out there. Bill George is going to be yo-yoing back and yo, forth yo. between. <laughs> yeah, just look for a loud, ugly oh. um, Hawaiian shirt. I may have to get a new one. Just Wear the orange it. one. Oh, that no. orange one that you wore no, for the no. Gator Dealio. No, man. no, man. He looks like a road worker. No, he looks, yeah, he looks, looks like a safety guy or no, something. No, that way he's easy to find in a crowd. They go. I got a question about gator hunting. What do I do if I go, that guy right there in the fluorescent orange shirt? That's a dude who needs to talk to you right there. Yeah. yeah. That's the guy right there. Had a dude come in yesterday from Alaska who actually had heard of your equipment. Did he use it? He uh, used to hunt with the Inuits up north. Halibut uh, or seals? Was up there doing a polar bear hunt. Ooh. As well as went on a couple of seal hunts with some of the locals there. Because if you go friends with the locals, you never go hungry because oh, they, no. get, they get subsistence tags. Yeah. Each family member gets up to five caribou a piece. So, anyway. Is that, is that why they have like five, six kids? Uh, yeah, exactly. Because right. the more kids you got, the more tags you got to get. Wow. Uh, but anyway. He went up there and was using uh, the harpoon on the seals to yes. do the ice thing. 
And I said, you know what? Our guy, GMB Gator Gear, uh, he sells stuff up there. And he goes, yeah, we use his stuff up there in Alaska. Yeah, that's, that's I was like, awesome. no freaking way. We ship it up there. That is year. incredible that a guy came down here. He was down here visiting some family member or something and just stumbled into the store. What oh. is that? Bill ships everywhere, man. <laughs> Bill ships uh, him and George. I just thought it was a, what a small world, we man. Seriously. We ship to Australia, South America, Paris. No, Paris. I don't, I don't mm. think they need him in Paris. We, what is that? What we, are you we. showing me? Uh, I'm working on some camouflage those are for pants. next week. Where are you going to wear women, that? Those are women's pants. Is your wife going to turn that into a shirt? No. I, I'll find something. Oh, my God. Just, have, just go to Goodwill. You'll this find is, This something. is what they call derailing the whole dang show. Yeah. Well, I was trying to give you high praise of a guy who walked into the store from freaking Alaska <laughs> and actually knows about your gear up there. It's amazing How much to me you send that you actually struck up a conversation with him. Yeah. <laughs> no, he must have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, you know what? You know what? He was over in the fishing department and he was going to do some fishing while he was here. And he was asking about some of the lures and things that he should be using. And the TV in the background was on some uh, nature channel thing. And there was, he's, he goes, wow, you show that here in the store. And I turned over my shoulder and here are these five polar bears uh, eating a seal, which yeah. if you've ever seen done on white polar bears on white snow, it's quite kind of a gruesomey looking horror show looking thing. And I said, I don't think that they know that it's on the nature channel. And, uh, and he goes, you know, I've done that. And I said, what? And he goes, yeah, I'm originally from Alaska. I'm just down here visiting. And uh, I used to go, I go, oh, our guy Bill George over there, his gear. He sells it up there for seal hunters. And he goes, yeah, GMB Gator gear. We know all about that up in Alaska. And I was like, what? That's funny. <laughs> no way. And he goes, yeah, he, they don't use the muzzy ones up no, there. They're but, using our, our. The round dark, yeah. the round ones yeah. up there. And he Bill, says it goes I, I, in easier, and uh, they don't have to go because of the fat and the blubber. Right. All you got to do is just get it beneath that layer. Bill, how could, the, crazy. how could the listeners get your stuff, man? Well, they, if you come out at G5, I'm sure they still have some there. I know we need to replenish a little bit, but, you know. Gator season's over, so people are just stocking up the, these days. What about John, this, Jonathan's place? Although the trappers, the trappers yep. have found it, so they yeah. come in there and get the stuff. So, oh really? Yeah. The big J hooks and things that they can I use. I found a camouflage <clears throat> outfit for Carlos. for you. I like that one. That's like Vietnam um, era. That's the, like Tiger Stripe. That don't you don't good. you ship stuff also? Like yeah, internet? we ship it anywhere. Yeah. But you can go to uh, look up GMB Gator Gear online, and it'll take you there. It's a long URL, but. Uh, you just search for GMB Gator Gear. You can go to very reasonably priced. You can go to bigandwild.com, go on the sponsors page, and if you just click on the GMB Gator Gear little symbol there, it'll take you right Boom, to their right page. There. It'll be right there. I hear you guys Make ship, it easier. ship immediately too. Yeah, George George is on. He's got nothing else to do. George just sits around waiting for the phone to ring. It's kind of like the old uh, <laughs> commercial you see for the Whirlpool guy. Hey, don't pick on George. I like George. He's quiet. You know what else I learned, too, that he went on a uh, – well, he didn't go and and participate, but he watched while they were doing a uh, – what's the whale that they – the not right whales, but – Narwhal? No, not narwhals. The uh, – Humpback? No. Blue? Beluga. Beluga? beluga? No, not beluga. What's the other one? Anyway, it was sperm? Th- th- no, that's way um, too big. He says they wait. Th- they wait till the ice makes a hole where the whales have to swim through, 
and they just get on either side of it and harpoon the crud out of it, either in the kayaks or on from land. I think it's Beluga. I think it is. He and his friends went up there, and they got to, got to watch them do it, and the whole village comes out with block and tackle and drags a, a whole whale out on the ice. And uh, the way they they do it and dispatch it, and then they sit there all day and cut it up. Blubber for everybody. And they give it to everybody. He said, dude, there's literally nothing left of that thing but the skeleton when they're done with it. He said it was pretty amazing to watch. He said they could literally get in there with those ulus, those knives, and have that whole whale taken apart in about a matter of about seven or eight hours. Oh, that's because even the little kids know how to run those things. They, they're cutting and chopping stuff up, too. And he was a great hauling. guy to talk to. I don't even remember his name. You should have told him. To, you should have told him to call the show, man. Yeah, well, you know, brought him in. That would have been awesome to ne- talk about. Ne- next time. But anyway, spring gobbler event. This is the kind of information you can get just by hanging out with other hunters and other guys out there. We hope you'll come out and don't forget the inaugural big bird contest is happening. It's a, a turkey contest that uh, is nationwide, worldwide, whatever you want to do. Call it that way. You could win a $250 gift card from G5 Feeding Outdoors. Bird must be harvested using a... Uh, 410 shotgun. That's right. Or actually 410 anything. Yeah, and it's it's on the honor system. So, you know, have a picture taken with the empty cartridge or whatever it is that you use to dispatch the bird with. And uh, NWTF scoring will be used for the event. Any wild turkey species may be entered from anywhere in the... Continental United States of America and abroad, where there are turkeys, I guess. Because you could shoot one in Hawaii or maybe across hey, the border. My friends will be there in under two weeks. So the pe- rated turkey hunt. Beautiful. So even the people on the podcast that are listening. Yeah, they can could, get in on it. They can get in on it. Awesome. You got to submit a photo, of course. But you uh, got to come to claim it. Yeah, but you got to fly into Florida to get your $250 gift card. So uh, images must be submitted to William. That's the standard spelling, W-I-L-L-I-A-M, at G5FO. That's the letter G, the number 5, an F, and an O, dot com. And birds may be harvested in any state within the United States. That's all you got to do. Hey, can I shoot that TSS out of uh, the judge? Uh, Yeah, I think so. You think so? Yeah, it's smooth. Why not? Yeah, it's oh, smooth. Man, we're we're going to have to mess with that, guys. As long Listen. as you don't put the... Uh, don't screw in the little uh, rifling thing on the end of it. Some of them have that piece that goes in there. Yeah, end. I don't have that. You oh. you may have to uh, buy a box and uh, test it. I think uh, I think we might have to mess with that, man. How far I, do you think you're going to get out of there? Because that dude that shot that one that came out to G5, what, year like ago? five yards. Yeah, I mean, that bird was pff, arms linked away when he yeah, popped it. Yeah, that's uh, because if not, you can't hit anything, really. I think he got was good out to five yards was a pattern that was pretty good enough to kill a bird. Yeah, but I think he know. started at like fifteen, then did ten, and then five, and went. Yeah, Carlos could five. never let a turkey get into five yards. <laughs> no, forty <laughs> yards, I'd shoot it. No, 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 no. Carlos with a judge. Gets, Carlos couldn't sit still no, that I, long. I could with a judge. I could. You could be patient enough with a judge. Believe me, I could. Now you want to really be hardcore? Do a double action only. Don't be uh, cocking that hammer back. Uh, uh, See what you can do, bro. Hey? We're going to have to check out those TSS 410s, man. I think the first shot should be made at 70 yards and then work your way down from there. With the 410? Yeah. With the the judge? (laughs) Yes. If you you could even get one pellet, that would be amazing. (laughs) 
The golden All it BB. Takes is one. The, the golden, golden BB. BB. You, you have it. to go turkey hunting with Carlos. It is. It is unique. <laughs> unique. All the leaves have to be aligned on the forest floor. Don't listen to The him. OCD kicks in. He's no, aligning no. every leaf. BS. Next BS. weekend, out at the uh, Countryside Baptist Church Wild Game Dinner, we hope you'll come by and join us. You're invited, too, man, if you want to come on out. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We'll see you guys at G5 later on this afternoon for the Kids in the Outdoor event. See you next Saturday. Later. Have a great weekend, you guys.